Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Bang, 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 bang. It is time to ask the gun guy to a attorney and host of the Gun Guy Show, Guy Relford, filling in for Big Nige today. You ready, Guy? Uh, absolutely. Always ready. Love doing this. Let's go to Richard. Richard, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. We got the gun guy here. Hey, Guy. Thanks for taking my call. I was I got a question about your class that you offer. I wanted to find out some particulars on that, what site to go to, find out about it. And also, I've got a question about um, the mall. Uh, they have uh, a new stipulation. In fact, they're kicking people out if you go in there with a gun and you hear, you know, you have a uh, you have a permit hearing. But uh, yeah, let me. Let me answer both those for you. We passed constitutional carry. I'll take the second question first. We passed constitutional carry effective July 1st this year, and that just means if you're a law-abiding citizen who's not prohibited by either state or federal law from possessing a gun, you can carry a handgun in those places where it's otherwise legal for you to carry a handgun without having to go get a handgun license. So we've made the handgun license optional. That's really the the short summary of constitutional carry. And uh, and by the way, I, you were not a paid plant, but I I appreciate you calling in and asking for about my about my class. Uh, I teach a class called Essentials of Indiana Gun Law, and if you're interested in that, just go to tactical-firearms.com. Next one's coming up November 5th, so tactical-firearms.com. Click on upcoming courses, and you got it. Let's go to Jay. Jay is next up. Welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hey, guy. Uh, I've listened to your show a lot, so you've touched on it before that if. You're in your house and someone's breaking into your vehicle, et cetera, and you know how people will make a, a quick decision and run out the door with a firearm and make a decision that obviously they'll regret. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video of the, the guys having their catalytic converter cut off and they came out the door with paintball guns and lit them up. So I just wanted to, you know, school the audience on, you know, the ramifications of both actions and, and uh, you know, what we should and shouldn't do. Yeah, well, it's a great question. And uh, as I've talked about in my classes and, and on my show on Saturdays, um, and when it comes to defending your property, now I'm not talking about your home, but I'm talking about your car or your catalytic converter, you can use reasonable force to defend your personal property, but you can't use deadly force. So if some guy's cutting off my catalytic converter, can I go out there and drag his ass out from underneath my car and hit him a couple times? Yes, I can. Um, but I can't shoot him. I can't use deadly force. A paintball gun, I don't think anybody's going to call that deadly force. Um, so running out there with a paintball gun, I have not seen that video. Um, but you know, I don't know that that would be my weapon of choice in that situation. But it doesn't sound like deadly force to me. I think in all likelihood, they, they, the police and the prosecutor's office would interpret that as using reasonable force to defend your personal property, including your catalytic converter. So with some of these weapons that look like actual firearms, oh, yeah. but aren't, where is the law at on that? Because in Indiana, you can't point a gun at somebody right now unless your life is in danger. Do I have this correct? That's right. It has to be, an, uh, but, but to be guilty of that crime of pointing a firearm it has to be an actual firearm. Uh, but, okay, so that's what I was asking. If you've got yeah. one of these weapons that looks like the real McCoy, but it's not. It's either a BB gun or it's something that Clark Griswold bought in vacation right. that looks like a real weapon. Yeah, but I would never recommend that, Jason, because you're pointing your 
you know, airsoft gun at someone trying to bluff them, and what do they do? They pull their real gun and shoot you in the head. Right. So you uh, brought an airsoft gun to, to an a actual gun fight. gun fight. Yeah, no, I, I would never recommend that. You're because you're, you're you're banking on the fight or flight response. Guess what? There are two possible responses: fight or flight. And you don't know which one you're going to get. That'd be a bad move on my part. If I'm going to uh, uh, take a weapon, uh, I'm going to have a real weapon. I'm going to be prepared to use it, recognizing there are times when I can use it legally and times I can't. Let's go to Shane. Shane, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel show. We got Guy Relford here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm a sports official. And as you know, a lot of these sporting events are uh, take place at schools and whatnot. And I'm just wondering, um, you know, one of uh, Hammer's crazy parents chased me out in the parking lot. What are, <laughs> what are my rights? What can I do? What can I not do? You know, being in school zone, that's always concerned me. Well, it's a great question. You know, the, the, the Indiana statute on guns on school property is one we've changed dramatically over the last five or six years. In fact, I've written three different bills or helped write three different bills that's changed the law on guns on school property. You can have a gun locked out of sight. Very important. It has to be locked and it has to be out of sight. That is, the vehicle has to be locked. Uh, you can have a gun on school property now in your vehicle. You can't have a gun out of the vehicle unless you're authorized by the school board to have a gun on school property. Um, can you defend yourself if your life's threatened on school property? Yes, but you can't possess a gun outside your vehicle on school property unless you're authorized by the school board or you're a member of law enforcement. That's the short answer to your question. So basically, he can't, you know, let's say he's a football referee or a yeah. baseball umpire. You can't be packing during the game. Even if you have it hidden because you're scared for your life, you can't have it on the game on a school ground if the school says, no, you can't do this. That's but right. But he could keep it in his car when he gets to his car if there's an angry mob of parents you blew that call he's got the right to defend his life that's right and i actually wrote that bill here about four and a half five years ago where it used to be illegal to even have a gun in your vehicle on school property and we got that changed um and and that's a positive thing and and of course we had the predictions oh we're gonna have mass shootings everywhere if people have guns in their cars and of course that hasn't happened it simply it simply allows people to leave their home allowing to, themselves to def defend themselves and get home uh, without worrying about going to jail just because they have to park their car to school at some point. All right, last word here goes to Chip. Chip, welcome to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Guy Relford's here. Oh, wow. Thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, big fans of both of you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Got a question. Yes, thank you. Uh, several years ago, back in 2006 and 2009, I got a couple of DUIs. And I ended up with a Class D felony over it. Uh, my attorney was able to save my right to vote, uh, but he said, let's try on down the road to see if we can get your right to carry back. Uh, Guy, my question is, is, do I need to hire you, or is there some way I can go through to expunge this without your services? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, anything a lawyer can do for you, you can you can attempt to do yourself. Um, you know, that you can file something uh, uh, pro se, as we say, that is without a lawyer. Um, if you want somebody who, you know, has done it before and knows how to do it, um, then I would say you need to hire a lawyer, including me. I, I do felony expungements regularly. I've probably got half a dozen of them. I'm working on my desk uh, right now. Um, but yeah, after eight years with a clean criminal history, you can go back and expunge uh, a, a low-level felony like what you're talking about off your record, and that does restore your gun rights. But you get one expungement in your lifetime. So can you do it yourself? Absolutely. 
if you, you can only get one in your lifetime, do you want to try to do it yourself or you want to hire a professional? That's totally up to you, and I defer to your discretion. Guy Relford, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we got Kevin Bowen previewing Colts and the Jags and can Purdue win their half of the Big Ten in football this year? IU making some coaching changes. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.